Welcome to the Babe to Boss podcast, where you will learn how to build and scale your online business to six figures and beyond in fewer hours, no hustle, and a fuckload of fun. I'm your host, Brittany Budd. Welcome to another interview with one of my amazing clients. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm a mindset and business coach, and I help online entrepreneurs to build and then scale their businesses to six figures and beyond using organic social media marketing strategies. Today, I'm talking to Tiffany. Tiffany, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody, please? Hey, guys. I am Tiffany Spencer. I am an emotional intelligence sales coach. So I work with sales professionals who want to really kind of develop and harness their emotional intelligence so they can kind of own the room, close more deals, and kind of create that organic reach with their customers with confidence. So that's really kind of my background. Um, I do own two divisions. So I do have a grouping, uh, a group coaching program called Own the Room Coaching. And I also have a corporate division called a Mindset by Design. So I work with corporations as well on working on emotional intelligence with their sales teams. For everyone that's watching who is thinking, well, what's emotional intelligence? Why do I need it? What is she talking about? Can you give us a quick and dirty on what exactly that means? <laughs> yes. Um, emotional intelligence is really grouped into five categories. So there's self-awareness, self-regulation, socialization, empathy, and motivation, which everything that we do, every decision we make is an emotional decision, right? You like something, hate something, you're joyous about it, you're negative about it, what it's all built off of emotion. And so for sales professionals, especially a sales interaction is purely an emotional transaction. And so if we do not harness that or know where it comes from, we tend to start to build a conditioned stress response. And so we then go into our customers where we feel really rushed. We're not self-aware. We don't know how to take ourselves out of our emotions and place ourselves in our customers' emotions. We don't look at everything and that can hinder our sales ability, but it also crosses over into our personal lives. And so it really is Forbes. I was actually reading an article this morning um, back in January 2021 this year. Forbes actually wrote an article. It will be one of the top 10 necessary skills for moving forward in 2021. I love this. Tell me why it's so important to understand how to like really like we control our emotional, we, we can control our emotions. And really it's based on, you know, the way we think about certain situations. But why is it so important, especially in business that we have this awareness and, and can really take control over how we're, how we're feeling, especially, especially for sales. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's hard. Um, you know, I have 15 years of background in, in sales and sales management. And I think for me, especially in others is we get rejected a lot, right? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot of things. If you are not harnessing your own emotions that you can take everything very personally. And you cannot differentiate what is your career and what is actually is what it is versus what is being you and being attacked. And being able to recognize that within a sales call when you're being rejected or there's objections being thrown at you to kind of say, hey, wait a minute, is this really about me as a salesperson or is this about a bigger situation that I'm not aware of? And being able to kind of be that conscious observer and just kind of take that step back in that moment and say, okay, if I was this customer, where are they coming from right now? What are they going through right now? Okay, I can kind of read the room a little bit, own the room. And then I can take a step back even further and kind of see the whole layout of the company and say, okay, this is really not their decision. It's coming from above them. So then I can walk away more confident from that sales call, either cultivating that relationship a little bit further to close the deal or I close the deal then because then I can pivot based off of their pain points. And so most of the time, I know you've said it before too, is that if you're not harnessing the pain points, that's more than likely the problem. So it's an emotional transaction, right? And if you're not harnessing those pain points, your deal's dead in the water. So it's just, it's one of those things is being able to harness that, but also have empathy with your customers and, and develop that relationship that, you know, healthy boundaries are okay, but just understanding it's not weak to be empathetic. It's actually a strength to use where you might be a differentiator from your competition and, and then motivation and learning how to be motivated intrinsically and not extrinsically. And 
you know, most of us have grown up with, you know, outside factors becoming our motivation and not internally. So all of these things make a huge difference in the world of sales and just in, and not just sales, but you know, personally and professionally, no matter what you're doing. And so it is, it is very much a necessary skill. Absolutely. And I think it's important to note too, that it's not just the negative emotions where you're feeling Mm -hmm. like the rejection, it's the super positive emotions. Like I can, I can tell you stories when I first started doing one-on-one calls of me getting on a call with someone who their intake form, I was like, that is like my dream client. And I went in and I was like, yeah, this is going to be amazing. And guess what? I gave off like really like kind of creepy stalker kind of vibes. And the person either didn't end up wanting to work with me. And I was like devastated (laughs) or they said yes to me, but then ghosted me. Because they probably had some people pleasing within them where they thought, well, I don't want to hurt her feelings. So I'm just going to say, yeah, I just, I'm out of here. <laughs> Forget this. Yeah. It's true. It is so true because, you know, I really walk through, I, I created a program called Core. So it's Conscious Observer Rewire to Execute. And really, it's becoming socially aware. It's becoming aware of what's going on, how to read the room, how to own the room with confidence, but then also becoming that observer where you take that step back, first person, second person, third person, and you start to read energies. And it's not that you're taking on the energy. It's just, you're more observant of what's going on. You are so much more aware. You're outside of your own shit. Let's just be honest. And you're just reading everything and then rewiring your limiting beliefs. We all have limiting beliefs more so some than others. Um, And we really work on rewiring those limiting beliefs and then creating a program to execute on your new belief system. So it is a fully encompassed program where we walk you through A to Z with an actual roadmap of how to do that. And, you know, that's in the sales world. I know for myself, I couldn't ask for help. Mm. You know, I was expected to come in, slay the competition, run over, you know, make sure that I had you know, relationships are unbreakable. I mean, it was a lot of pressure for somebody coming into the sales world. Luckily, I had very good leaders, some not so much. Um, But I was in a position that I really had to feed off of other people, but I still didn't know how to manage the stress and anxiety and the fears and the imposter syndrome and all of these things that I felt. And it, it caused me a nervous breakdown three years ago. And so that is why I've created this is because it's very hard for sales professionals to come out and say, I need help. Mm -hmm. And um, believe it or not, sales professionals are one of the highest rated professions to seek professional help. Wow. Um, And it is often not talked about. So I want to normalize that. I want to normalize the fact that emotional intelligence and being self-aware and being able to self-regulate yourself is something we should be talking about and not hiding from, especially in 2021. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So my next question to you was going to be, how did you get into this? But it sounds like you got into this through your own personal experience, but were you doing sales coaching before that? Cause I know you have a very extensive background in this. No, actually I wasn't. So, um, my background is I'm actually a registered nurse. So I was in the nursing field. Um, gosh, many, many years I did intensive care, nursing, um, ICU, ER, the whole nine yards. I pretty much shut covered the entire hospital, if you will, stepped out of that after the hospital that I worked for actually went under and went into sales. And um, because I was a nurse, I was automatically disqualified for a lot of promotions because A, I was a female and B, I was a nurse. And I was always told that nurses don't know how to sell, which I thought was absolute bullshit. I was like... (laughs) What a weird stereotype. I had to take it off my resume, believe it or not. Um, I had to hide it. Yes, I had to hide it in my qualifications, believe it or not. It was ridiculous. Um, And so that started the level of imposter syndrome that I didn't recognize. And so just kind of working through my career, um, I... I took on extra projects. I did extra things because I had so much imposter syndrome that I felt like if I take on more things, I become more knowledgeable on the things that I want to take on instead of somebody giving me something. And so I would take on so many different roles and I would be nominated for so many different things within my organization because everybody thought I was a leader. And underneath, I'm like the duck (laughs) paddling underneath (laughs) the surface. I'm like, shit, 
Um, and it started to bleed over into my home life. And I started to become an imposter as a wife and as a mom. And like, it just started to just tailspin. And um, one of my last positions before I became critically ill from this is I was a regional sales manager and I went from three states to a third of the United States. And I'm like, as a parent, how am I going to do this? I was the only female regional sales manager within two divisions. And it was a lot for me. And it just, it started to snowball. And I, I thought I could handle it. I mean, everybody that I knew when I, when I lost control of everything essentially and had this breakdown is we thought you had your shit together. And I'm like, yeah, so did I (laughs) had no clue. Um, and it, it made me very critically ill. I almost lost my life twice. Um, and it has taken me two years to crawl out of that hole. And so I'm basically rewiring my entire nervous system um, and teaching others. So I started coaching after that when I realized that I had control over my belief systems. I had control over my thoughts and emotions. I had control over my imposter syndrome and my fears and learning how to rewire that and harness that and use that for my own personal power was, was freeing. (laughs) Um, And so I started to take, um, some chronically ill clients one-on-one um, and started working with them. And then it kind of transitioned to CEOs of companies. And then I, it just started to kind of snowball from there. So I'd have um, several one-on-one clients that I work with right now. Um, but, you know, going back and when I was trying to decide what niche I wanted to kind of put myself in, you know, I really wanted business. I really wanted sales because I knew that was a market and an area that was just underserved. Mm. And when I asked my clients, I'm like, what do I give you guys? Like, you guys have been through the program. You guys are working through this stuff. Like, what is it that I give you guys? And everybody said personal power, every single one of them. Awesome. And I was like, okay, that's great. Like, what else? And they're like, I can handle anything that comes at me. Like, you've taught me how to pivot, how to take out my emotions, how to look at things logically for what they are, because life is perception. And so I kind of help them create the lenses that they're looking through and help them change their belief systems to see that there are other possibilities. You go back to a beginner's mindset. And so through my experiences, that's how I started to coach. And now that I've kind of shifted gears into sales professionals um, and actually owned the content that I was putting out, my engagement has, has increased. And I know that's going to be a question, <laughs> kind of topic that you're going to talk about here in a minute, but just owning that piece and kind of bringing it back to the forefront. I've read articles, I've seen memes, I've seen all of these things, but there really has been no actual roadmap on how to do these things. And so creating that roadmap for my clients, I mean, they learn over 24 different tools with me to harness their emotional intelligence. That's a lot. And it allows them to pivot in any situation. So I'm excited. I mean, it's, I've owned it. And now the content's coming out. I've been blasting content for the last two weeks. And so it has been, it's been a game changer, not only for me, but, you know, for the people that I'm serving. So absolutely. So good. Tell me why you feel that this is so important that you do this work. (sighs) You know, that's such an amazing question. Um, Trying to not get emotional about it, but um, if you do, you won't be the first to cry. (laughs) I made Sai cry earlier this week. (laughs) Like, okay, here I have to, I'm self-aware. It's like self-regulating right now. Um, (laughs) You know, when I was, when I was critically ill and I was bedridden, I went from traveling the country to not leaving my bedroom for a year and a half, almost two years. And I vowed as I was going through this mentally that I would not allow somebody else to go through this. Like that was first and foremost, my goal, because, you know, one of the things that my kids said to me when I, when I kind of started, I always say coming back to life was they were like, mommy, are you going to travel again? Are you going to travel as much as you traveled before? Cause I was gone every week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I, I had lost my identity and that was so incredibly hard because I had peeled so many layers of my onion that I didn't know who the fuck I was. Like, I just didn't know. And I was like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want to do. Like I had never in my 40 plus years of living ever experienced 
that sense of loss. I mean, it was huge. And so, um, you know, I, I vowed that that would never happen again. And what I went through is not uncommon. It's just not talked about. And I could have been embarrassed by that. I could have let that destroy me, but instead I channeled it and let it empower me. Mm -hmm. And I know that same result has been given to my clients over and over again. And for me, that's what inspires me. That's my why. I love that so much. Thank you. That is a serious why. (laughs) (laughs) That's a no bullshit why. (laughs) Yes. Not, none of the fluffy stuff. Like this is legit. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, so good. I'm so, yeah. So, you know, I, to be, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it's, it was, it took a minute to be vulnerable with my story. It took a minute to be, um, prideful of what I went through, Mm -hmm. I guess is, is kind of the way I look at it now is, you know, I could, like I said, I could have let it destroy me and I let it empower me. And for that, I'm, I am internally grateful. Yes. It's been a rough, you know, two and a half, three years coming through this abyss and, you know, coming out the other end. Um, but I honestly, the amount of knowledge and awareness and, um, emotional intelligence I've gained from this experience is, is irreplaceable at this point. I, I so appreciate that you are talking about getting to that spot to, to, to empower other people with your story. I think that there's nothing more important than when we can say, Oh, you're in hell. Oh, I've, I've walked through hell multiple times. I know it's shortcut. Like, let, let's hold hands. I'll take you, I'll get you out. Don't worry. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, and I'll be honest with you, there was nobody. I went to doctor after doctor, after doctor, I went to therapist, after therapist, after therapist, and there's not one person that could help me. Not one. And I finally had to find outside of the box resources to basically rewire my entire nervous system um, to come back to a normal livelihood. Like I, it was not medication. It was not vitamins. It was not supplements. It was, it was completely mindset. And I was placed on mind altering medications. I was placed on benzodiazepines and I had a horrific withdrawal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a nurse, I knew that it was not going to be easy. Um, but the withdrawal itself almost cost me my life. And so coming through that and having the strength to come through that medication free and just working on my, my mindset alone, my limiting beliefs, my self-awareness, things that my childhood traumas and childhood trauma doesn't have to be a big T. It can be little T's. And, you know, I teach my clients that all the time. It doesn't, it's a negative life experience. It doesn't have to be necessarily a, a big trauma. And after working through those things and finding out what my true belief systems were and how I could regulate my emotions and how I could teach my clients to do that, it was a no-brainer after that. So good. And so needed. Yeah. Thank you for doing all the hard work so you could help <laughs> other people not have to go through what you go through. And I think that as leaders, that's kind of what we're called to. Like we're yeah. called to go through the super shit, like the super shit. So yeah, this one was a doozy. Not, not go through it. Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've found so many individuals like myself, um, so many that have been in careers where they have developed what I call a conditioned stress response. And, um, you know, that helps my, my nursing background really comes in handy with that too, right? Because I understand the whole body mechanics of it. And um, that's what I had was a complete conditioned stress response to the point that I did not, I, it was out of control. And here I thought I had control. Mm-hmm. And it was the complete opposite. I was, I was falling apart at the seams and I didn't recognize. And I think that's part of the self-awareness phase is, is being able to recognize when you need a break and when you need to take a time out, when you need to do self-care, when you need to do those. I didn't do any of that shit. Mm-hmm. I just kept going like on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And it was not long before I completely broke down and I own it. Wow. Didn't, didn't understand my own shit. <laughs> yeah. And that's, 
that's normal because right we're in it (laughs) it's hard to have you know the perfect vision of what's going on when you're smack in the middle of it and it's just like a shit tornado is flying around you yeah (laughs) the house and the cows and everything's flying around (laughs) you're like what is happening yeah Yeah. and so now I, I see it I see it before it happens I you know if I need to take a nap I take a nap I can see when my body's yelling at me hey you need a break And before I would ignore those symptoms and I would ignore those signals, you know, the weight gain, the sleepless nights, the insomnia, the the just ruminating thoughts. I ignored all of that stuff because I thought it was normal. It's not fucking normal. (laughs) Right. Our bodies are not meant to do that. So um, just kind of being able to step back and, and be that observer of my own body and my own emotions and my own mind has been critical to where I'm at today. Absolutely. I think a lot of this comes from, and I know these are kind of like newer terms, but like the hustle culture, right? Yes. Kind of like push down on, you know, shove down everyone's throats, especially women to hustle all the time and do the wife stuff and the mom stuff and never stop going and don't celebrate any wins or something else going on and self-care. What's that? I had a glass of water. Does that count? Like <laughs> I closed my I had eyes lunch today. I Does that matter? Count as a nap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I know you work primarily with sales professionals, mm-hmm. but I think that a lot of what you're talking about, it can apply to anybody. Everybody. Really. Yes. Really. Absolutely. And that was a hard thing to niche down because yeah. there's not, I, I mean, some of my clients now I have, I've had an eight-year-old child. I've had a six, I have a 16-year-old. I have adults. So for me, it was hard to really niche down. And thank you for that because, you know, I was able to kind of pull that back and harness that. But that's the other nice thing about what I do is I can pivot. Totally. And, you know, I think working through the exercises that you gave us very early on, I was able to kind of address, okay, what is at the core root of who I am? You know, sales, sales professionals, that's kind of where I, I get my juices flowing, right? And then I step back from that and I'm like, okay, what would be my plan B if this didn't work? And the cool thing is that it works for everybody, mm-hmm. but I can't help everybody. And that, that sometimes is a hard thing for me to differentiate too. And I've had to really kind of peel that onion layer too, is as many people as I would love to help, I can't. And right. so I really had to kind of find my core root of what drives me, my motivation, right? Which is part of my emotional intelligence is what motivates me. Mm-hmm. And that was the part that really motivated me. And, and without your help, I'll be honest, I struggled with what that was. Yeah. And so thank you for that because it allowed me to really do a deep dive when I got into the incubator of, I kind of went back and forth. I was like, I, well, I do this and I kind of do this and I do personal branding and I do this. And that I was like, Okay. And then I was like, well, you're a mindset coach. I'm like, no, I'm more than a mindset coach. And so when I really broke down the components, I was like, this is all emotional intelligence. This is like, this is the core root of who you are. And that's why I created the core program. It's because it really is the core root of who we are. Yeah. Amazing. So you just mentioned the audience incubator. So let's start going down this rabbit hole. Before you started in with me and you were just kind of thinking about applying what was going on in your business. What were you thinking? What were you feeling? Tell us, paint us the picture of what was going on beforehand. I was stuck. I'll be honest with you. I had another business coach. Um, yeah, I've actually had two other coaches. So I had a branding coach who really got me to, um, and I love her to death. Um, really got me to break down my avatar. Like who did I want to serve and what my pillars were and all of those things. And that was great. And so that that served me for that point of time. And she's been absolutely amazing. And I still talk to her to this day. She's still kind of, you know, like, I love what you're doing. And it's just very supportive. And so that was wonderful. And we kind of had come up with some branding statements. And as I kept evolving of what I really wanted to do and what I wanted to get in alignment with that kept changing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, am I ever going to get my fucking business off the ground? Yeah. <laughs> I keep evolving and changing. And I'm like, okay, can't, I can't just keep working in a vacuum. Right. And so I had another business coach. Why everything is very high level. 
which is amazing things if I'm scaling to a million and above, which is amazing um, because that's where I'm headed and that's where I plan on going is I didn't know how to get started. Right. I just didn't know how to put myself out there. And I think what you do so well with us in the incubator is creating that foundation. Mm-hmm. It's that launch pad that we need to really own who we are. It's like, okay, here's your Facebook group. Are you doing that well? <laughs> like, right. What are you doing? Are you posting? Are you getting engagement? And engagement isn't just likes. It's, right. you know, I went back and I was like, okay, I have five likes, 10 likes on this post. But if I look at the actual insights and engagement, it's like 200 and some views. Mm-hmm. And like, so people are creeping, stalking on some of my posts. They oh, just yeah. don't necessarily like it. And that's okay. Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't define who I am anyways, but it gives me a little inkling of what's going on. And so working through those pieces and components and then the content piece, I hated writing content. Like I can be the front of whatever all day long, but content, yeah, that's not my jam. Right. <laughs> I'm like, and you really taught me how to write my content as if I was talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I, I kept thinking that was wrong because I'm like, are they going to really read it? Like, I think they are. What lens are they looking at through? Like I was hyper analyzing stuff and I'm like, screw it. I'm just putting it out there. And that's what I've done. And so... um I started creating content just based off of the algorithms that you've given and the engagement has been crazy. Yeah. I love that you kind of touched on this because I I created this incubator for people that are kind of newer in business or struggling in their business and stuck in their business and just like unsure of where to go next. So it's not like a big scaling offer, like how you talked about with, with this other coach. It's it's really just to help everyone create the foundation and you know it is not building a house on sand, on sand <laughs> but like building it on rock so that you have yeah it's it's sand. like exactly and it it is it is vital to how we start viewing ourselves as CEOs it's vital as in shit I'm the one making the decisions now like I need to get my stuff together and I think it was just the push I needed. Because we're a smaller, you know, it's a, you'd only take so many. So we're in a smaller group, you know, it's more the high fives and congratulations and things where we could share our wins, which we should be celebrating ourselves, but it doesn't, it's always bonus when we hear it from others. Um, but being able to um, kind of take that step back and reassess mm-hmm. and actually have direction on where I was going was vital to me launching. And I just was like, okay, I can't, I can't do this in a vacuum anymore. Cause I literally was working in a vacuum since last August, yeah. September, cause I couldn't narrow down what I wanted to do. And I couldn't figure out where I wanted to go and what social media I needed to use. And like, there was just so many, because let's face it, there's every avenue you can take for coaching. Yeah. And it's like, no, I need, I need a foundation. I can branch from there, but I need the foundation. I need to know how to write content because most of us starting out can't afford a VA. Most of right. us can't afford content creators and all of these things. So we have to figure out how to do the ins and outs of our businesses with just us. Like mm-hmm. there is nobody else. You know, I, I keep telling my 12 year old, I'm like, I need you to be my TikTok social media manager because <laughs> she knows how to use it. And, um, you know, all joking aside, I'm like, I'm legit serious at this point, but you know, we don't have all those accessory people to outsource to. So I, I truly appreciated that coming in of just, you know, that first week of like all those golden nuggets. And I still go back to those videos and I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I get that. Yes. <laughs> No, I get that. <laughs> Love it. And just kind of go back to those pieces and components and start putting them together. And I just, I appreciate that. I really do. Oh, I love that so much. That's so good. And yes, like I, I, so she, one of the bonuses of being in the incubator is that I go off and I do the first week, I just train every day. Like, well, here yeah. you go. Just like throw <laughs> up all over you guys. It's just like a spew fest of information. <laughs> It's but like, I'm always encouraging you guys, like, go back and watch it again. It's really good. You're going to get more out of it, <laughs> more time yeah. to watch it. <laughs> yeah. And it does. And it changes, I think, as we evolve too. the meanings of what you give us in those videos too, is just, it changes as we evolve, the information evolves. 
and it's evergreen. And that's the cool thing about it is because it doesn't matter what phase you're in, whether you're just starting out or you're three months in or you're six months in or nine months in that, that information is evergreen and it tends to evolve and change and you pick up new nuggets and new things that you can adapt to and, and stuff like that, just from those videos and just from the conversations that we've had. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's important. Because, you know, we're changing and evolving. And I think most of us that have started our businesses with you have realized that things are, we've changed some aspects of our businesses to hone what they are and kind of make some changes that are based off of social media presence or what we are in alignment with or what's being called out to people or what's changing, um, you know, in the universe. But it's, it's been vital. Yeah. Awesome. I love that so much. I love it. (laughs) So when you were deciding to apply, what hesitancies were coming up for you? I had no hesitancies. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, oh, fun. Here, I'll sign up for this. (laughs) I was like, fuck it. We're going to do it. Um, I think part of it was I needed to... I needed to show up for myself. You know, it's, it's one of those things that I know um, Valerie talked about that when you interviewed her yesterday, I watched that interview too. It's just showing up for yourself and just um, really owning your investment because it's not an investment just in your business, it's an investment in yourself. And I like that you do talk to us about mindset, you know, because in our, in our small incubator um, that we have is, you know, some of us have had mindset issues and how do we work through those? And so I've appreciated that. And I, I didn't follow you long before, but I liked the realness because sometimes I use the word fuck. Sometimes I word use the word shit. <laughs> and I'm like, sometimes that just is who I am. And, you know, and I, you know, I called one of my old coworkers the other day and he's like, Oh, the honey badger. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's me. Um, because there's sometimes I just get real and raw. And I think that's what I appreciated the most was it wasn't the corporate BS fluff. It wasn't just, Hey, you know, I'm going to talk high level and not get down ground level in your face and just kind of have that conversation with you. And I think at the time, that's what I really needed because I was like, okay, I'm going to, I want somebody who's going to yell at me back. Like, I want somebody who's going to say, what's your problem? Like, you know, (laughs) why aren't you doing this? Or, hey, Tiff, you know, like, take a step out of yourself for a second. And usually I'm pretty good about being aware of that. But then there's sometimes I'm just like, okay, I'm really getting into this wheel. And I get thinking and I get thinking. And then I'm like, okay, I need to back myself out for a minute and breathe. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I want confirmation of that, like, hey, Britt, you know, am am I thinking this correctly? Like, is this correct? And we can message you. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we can do to talk to you. And I think the accessibility is another thing is having the accessibility to you. So good. So you just talked about investing in yourself. And that's my next question. What objections did you have to overcome to invest in yourself in this way? I think because I had spent so much money on my other coaches. And I was like, okay, like, if you're going to do this again, like you really have to commit to this, like you really have to. And I, and it wasn't that I wasn't committed to it, you know, during the process of, of coming into the incubator, had a conversation with my husband, because again, another layer peeled off. And I said, I wasn't afraid of failure. I was afraid of success. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us go through that, especially becoming our own company owners is what if the ship does take off? (laughs) What if it does take off? What if it is bigger than what you are? And learning how to have that new mindset of being the one making the decisions and not from the corporate world where you're being told what those decisions are. It's a mind block. I mean, it, it really is. And I, I was like, okay, like, I'm not afraid of failing because failing, I I can pivot. Mm -hmm. The success was the next level for me. And I was like, new level, new devil. Like, okay, like shit's getting real now. And so I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. And and I had no worries, no problems. I didn't have a problem investing myself. It wasn't where, hey, where's the money going to come from? It wasn't any of that stuff because I knew regardless, if I didn't have any clients for six months, God forbid, the knowledge I was gaining was going to make that back no matter what. Right. 
So even if I didn't see it immediately in clients, which I have, even if I didn't, I knew that I was investing in myself and that foundation was going to be there no matter when I decided to get off my ass and do it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's pretty much what it comes down to. (laughs) I love that. I love that you said that because, you know, one of the things I, I often keep saying to you girls is if you take what I'm teaching you, like you'll, you'll get your first 5k month, you'll get your first 10k month, you'll get your first 20k month, you'll get your first 50k month. If you just listen and take in all the stuff that I'm giving you and then apply it. So I love that you just said, if I could just get off my ass and do it. Yeah, (laughs) It it was really what it came down to because I was like, okay, I have a bunch of one-on-one clients and I'm like, how am I going to fit this shit into my day? Like, where am I going to do that? So I started, you know, getting on tailwind and figuring out how I can auto post and, and getting my post created because that was part of my problem. It's like, when you're the person doing it all, creating the post, creating all of that stuff, it's a lot in the beginning and, and figuring out how you want to run those day-to-day activities. And so I really, I was like, I think it was three, four weeks ago when I was like, nope, we're not doing this shit anymore. Like you're sitting down and you're going to create the content and you are going to put yourself through this. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing it today, like no host bar. And I stuck to that deadline. I really did. And now it's getting easier, like being more consistent about it. Now I can write content very, very easily. Mm-hmm. But, you know, having that, again, that foundation was critical to be able to do that. Right. So good. I love that. What, if anything, do you feel you had to sacrifice to be a part of the mastermind? My soul to the devil. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Am I the devil in this? Do I have your soul now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I didn't sacrifice anything. I mean, honestly, I mean, it's not the nice thing is, is if I can't attend one of the trainings, I can either ask you ahead of time, or I can watch on replay, you know, so that, that hasn't been a sacrifice. Um, you're just asking us to do what we should be doing. So I don't consider that a sacrifice. And so if I really have to look at it, I'm like, there's nothing. It's just getting off my ass and doing it. Oh. Super easy. It can be. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get out of your own way, it's great. <laughs> you let it be easy. It's easy. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. Because we make, I think we make it harder than it needs to be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being able to walk that back and say, okay, where's my resistance coming from? Like I said, you know, pulling that out myself, it was, it was fear of success. And that's where my resistance was coming from. I knew it was easy. I knew the stuff was easy. It's just getting out of my own way sometimes and just doing it. Like, I'm like, Oh, I'm comfortable with my one-on-one clients. I don't need to brand. Yeah. That's not, yeah, that's not where I want to be. And that's where I'm not where I'm going. So to be able to have that ability to do my own program on myself (laughs) and just kind of walk myself back and say, okay, like, you need to move through this. What, what are we doing here? I think it's really important that you keep mentioning this fear of success because I think that there's this like push and pull of like fear of failure, fear of success. And I don't, I follow Maddie Woodard in, on Instagram and he made a post recently, I don't, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And it was talking about the fear of failure, the fear of success. He's like, actually, he's like, if you ask me and I agreed with it when I saw it, which is why I'm bringing it up. He's like, it's the fear of success and then failing publicly. Because once you're successful, there's a lot of eyes on you. And, you know, there are people following you and you're leading and you're like, yay. And then to like have it burn to the ground. And I've had those feelings before. Uh Uh-oh, my business is burning to the ground. Everything's gone to shit. I'm losing it all. And it's definitely terrifying. Would you say that when you talk about fear of success, that it's the fear of failing after success or the fear of what does success really look like? Is it going to pull me in a thousand different directions? Am I sacrificing time with my family? Am I running around like a chicken with my head cut off with like hundreds of hours worth of work every week? What does it really mean for you? I think for me, it it came twofold, right? Because I was very successful before I had my breakdown and then everything built just scorched for miles. Like there was nothing green left. And that included my relationship with my spouse. That included my relationship with my kids. Um, You know, everything was damaged. Like everything was left broken. And I think 
for me, I was, I had to really work through, okay, if I get to that level again, how do I stop myself from burning to the ground? What does that look like? And so not only did I have to define what that was, Mm -hmm. I had to redefine what success was. Because success does not mean we have to work 50,000 hours a week. Success doesn't mean we have to burn the candle at both ends. It doesn't mean that we don't see our kids. We don't see our spouses. But that before my unfucking, if you will, happened. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I had such belief systems from my parents that you had to struggle to be successful. Yes. And me being able to work my own program, if you will, to define what that was and how I redefined what that was. Mm -hmm. I now can look at my life and say, even if I don't have a 50K a month, I'm still successful. I'm successful because I've gotten content out. I am reaching more clients. I've got, you know, I can now reevaluate and redefine. And so that is one of the things that I take my clients through is I, I call it Island A, Island B. And I really walk my clients through, okay, what does Island B look like for you? This is like, you have it all over here. And Island A is all your baggage and shit that's left behind. What are we looking towards? What do we already have? And does it just look a little bit different than what you expected it to? Mm-hmm. And I had to really do that with myself is, is really kind of just say, okay, Nobody else's definition of success really matters except for my own. Right. So screw everybody else. I get to define what this is and I'm going to pat myself on the back. You know, I celebrated the fact that I got all my posts out. Everything was auto posted this week. And I was like, yes, Yes. (laughs) I was like, I did it. That's, that is a successful week for me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it really, I, I think being able to redefine that and just toggle between what you think that is and just owning it makes a huge difference. Super important that you just talked about defining success, especially in today's world where we're bombarded with influencers. Oh my gosh. Yes. Who are like, they're all snatched and the big <laughs> booty and the big boobs and their highlights on fleek and is on fleek still a thing. I don't know, but they're going on all these like luxury vacations and they've got the fancy cars and the fancy bags. And they're like, I make a million dollars every day. And that's just like, for a lot of people, they're just like, what? <laughs> like, I just, it would be a successful day if I got to have a shower without my kids banging on the door asking me for a snack. Like, <laughs> No, I just got a text from one that says, Hey mom, can I paint? Oh no. <laughs> so get oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's just it it is. I mean, we have to be able to define what that is because we mm-hmm. are being bombarded. And again, it all comes down to emotion. We feel inferior, we feel superior, we feel numb, we feel overprocessed. We I mean, there's so many life is built off of emotion. Mm-hmm. And if we do not figure out what that is, we're always going to put ourselves behind the eight ball. Yeah, so good. Love it. I love it. Okay, let's talk about after the fact. Like yeah. you put in your application, you get the email from me and it's like, yo, babe, you're in. Here's what's next. What were your thoughts and feelings after that? And I asked this question because some people kind of shit the bed and they're like, Oh no, like I really have to do this. I really have to pay her. I'm scared. What were you, what, like, what was your experience? And I was like, let's go. Yeah, I think I posted in the group, like, as soon as I got the, the <laughs> notification when you're like, hey, join the audience incubator private Facebook group, I went in there. I was like, let's get this shit on the road. Like, let's go. <laughs> I think that was very, I think legit, that was one of my first posts. Yeah. And I, I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I was beyond ready. I love that. I love the the enthusiasm for, for getting on the road. Very Tell much so. What surprised you the most about my process? I think I I honestly echo everybody else that's talked to is about the realness. I think the no fluff, let's get down and dirty. Where's your head at first? Why do you think this is a good idea? And how are you implementing that? Mm-hmm. And I think um, those key pieces were huge. Um, the access, I talk about the access because 
when you are starting to create your own business, you want to bounce ideas off of people. You want to know, hey, does this sound like a good idea? Like, <laughs> do Because you're trying to find what you're in aligned with, right? You're trying to find what resonates with you because it's not about all the certifications that we have. It's not all of those things. It's about what can I legitimately teach you that I feel confident about, mm-hmm. right? And owning that piece of it. And so as we're kind of building these, these creations for ourselves, working through that alignment piece and really getting that feedback from you to dig a little bit deeper on why we think we want to do that and then being able to pivot from that. Right. Like, is that a good idea? Eh, no, I need to go back to the drawing board. Or is that a good idea? Yeah, like I'm, I stand behind this. Okay, well then let's just do it. Right. And I think... I would say probably I speak for myself and I just the dynamics of the team is I think we've all been through that, you know, where we post something and we're like, yeah, I think we're doing, you know, I think I want to do this. And then it's like that deeper dive and it's like, yeah, okay, no, (laughs) that doesn't sound as good as I thought it did. (laughs) Yeah. So just, I think that's what surprised me the most is just the realness and just the accessibility and the conversations and just hey, then we're getting on our weekly call and it's like, what are we talking about today? Like, what's on your mind? Yeah. Not just a preset training, which I don't mind that either, but I do like the flexibility that we get to talk every week about what's going on legit real time. I want to thank you for saying that (laughs) because (laughs) when I started thinking about making this, I went through this whole well, should I come up with six months worth of trainings and should I do workbooks? And then I really went back to myself and what I really needed when I was in the phase of business that I'm coaching in this container and I needed someone to talk to. Yeah, I needed someone to bounce ideas off of. I was in a group program that had like 50 or 100 people And so it was like, if you wanted to get coached, you had to email your question at least one week in advance. And then maybe you'd get five to seven minutes, um, like a month to get your question answered. And I'm very like type A that way where I got questions, I need answers and I need them now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, we're not waiting on this. (laughs) No, like I want to move fast. I want to know what's up. I want to have a plan, like let's go. And so, and because like everyone is so different. Like it's not just coaches or it's not just network marketers or it's not just graphic designers or it's not just VAs. Everyone has completely different businesses and are in completely different phases of business. When I created this, I thought I want them to be able to ask me anything anytime, all the time and get answers from me anytime, all the time so that they're constantly moving forward in their businesses and progressing. And I kind of fucking hate watching videos that don't apply to me. (laughs) Like who wants to go through this? And that was another part of that, that program that I was in. It was you watch this and then you report back and then we give you permission to watch the next one. Yeah. And I was just like, no, like I just want to get in people's brains and then send them off into the world and then get in their brains and send them <laughs> off into the world and get in their brains and send them off into the world. Like I just want yeah, to so many, Yeah, well, and there's so many different um, types of coaching programs where there is evergreen content that does resonate, right? Yes, totally. But when you are starting your business, you want answers now because you want to get your business out there. And so it is a little bit different than like, if I were to do, you know, for my coaching program, I do want to create some of those, those mechanisms for them Mm -hmm. to go back and watch. But I also know that I have to be able to juggle real life shit. (laughs) It's like, thank you for doing that because we are going through real life shit right now, trying to start our businesses and to have that accessibility has been a huge, huge differentiator. Oh, thank you. I love that. I just, I love that you just touched on that, which like, I completely went on a total aside about my own personal life, but (laughs) (laughs) that's what I wanted. Like I wanted to give you guys this core, this evergreen core, and then just like full access to my brain. (laughs) Yeah. 
which is like we do it's like you know if you watch the movie home and he puts a little mask you know the little thing on it's like sucking everything out of his brain like that's what we do to you every week is just like okay Brittany put your hat on just like (laughs) absorb everything (laughs) just drain it out (laughs) just just give it to me give it to me and I think it has it's been a differentiator for a lot of us and so I mean I I can't thank you enough I mean honestly because being able to put this together and and actually speak it into existence Mm. and able to label it and label what I really wanted to identify myself with because you know, that's another thing we struggle with is what do we call ourselves? You know, right. I was a mindset coach for quite a long time and then a personal branding coach. And I'm like, I'm not any of that shit. Like, <laughs> I'm way more than that. And I'm like, I'm not going to sell myself short either. So, you know, a lot of it was just kind of working through that, those pieces. And, and that foundation has been so critical. Yeah. I love it. Tell me why you're glad to be a part of the mastermind. Oh my God. Why have I not spoken about that for 45 minutes? No, I'm just kidding. You have, but I want you to tell me exactly. I want to, I want it word for word. Um, you know, the, I think the small knit group, right? You don't take a ton of us. We all feed off of each other, and honestly, I think our group. There's little things that I like from everybody. Where we talk about fashion, we talk about, you know, MLMs, or we talk about. I mean, we all have unique properties that come to the group. Mm-hmm. And so we all can feed off of that from different perspectives. I like that. I like that when we do our weekly calls, it is everybody's not fighting for position. Like, right. Hey, I want my five minutes. I need my five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you really take it back and say, okay, who wants to be coached first? Like, who wants to step up to the plate? Like, who has something that's so pressing that needs to be done? Like, now? and you know, that's nice to be able to do that. And then just, you know, the Facebook group alone, just the support from all of us. And then your support in addition to that has been phenomenal because I mean, it could be two o'clock in the morning. And if I'm like thinking something, I just type it out and I know the next day somebody's going to respond to it. Right. And so, I mean, just that, and and I don't want to say immediate gratification, but it kind of is a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I think it's always looked at as a negative, but I think in this case, it is a positive that we do get that immediate feedback and then we can change and pivot our businesses the way that we need to mm-hmm. on the fly instead of waiting a month or a week or two weeks, whatever it may be. It's like we're working real time each day. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been a game changer. I love that. So good. Tell me why it's paid off for you already. Um, I think... For me, the content creation piece was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, followers, I know you're like, have you really? Um, you know, 100 new followers just since April 1st, just owning my content creation and getting it out and getting out the pieces and puzzles that I needed to, to really put myself out there. Um, and that's on the gram. Yeah, that's just on Instagram. It's just on Instagram. I love that. Keep going. So, yeah. Um, and doing the, the, that piece, um, I mean, there, there's so many benefits. I mean, it just, I've, I've, how I'm thinking about my business differently, how I can visualize a little bit more of what I want to do. Like I, I'm owning my title. I'm owning what I'm teaching. I'm owning those pieces. Um, instead of just like, yeah, I'm going to throw this at the wall and hope it sticks. Yeah and say, yeah, it didn't happen. So I'm going to do something else. Um, I didn't want to do that. I I'm very methodical that way. Like I want to really own what I'm doing because that just gives me more confidence. And I know that about myself. Um, and so those are just like the key pieces that have already paid off. And it's not necessarily that, external stuff as much as it is the internal stuff, the confidence that I have, the ability to pivot when I need to, um, the ability to just show up for myself every day and consider those wins, like celebrating those pieces. So, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I talk about the motivation. It's given me a lot of motivation. Good. So awesome. I love that. Tell me what challenges have you overcome since joining? Oh my gosh. Um, creating life in a vacuum. <laughs> Um, I think that was the biggest because I was so unsure. Like, I know I get my client, my one-on-one clients results, but can I replicate that in a group 
coaching program. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm now moving towards the group coaching because I maxed out on -on one-on-ones. Um, and I'm like, okay, I, I need to be able to pivot this. Um, I think, I, I think that would probably be the biggest for me. Yeah. Good. I had to say. Yeah. That's wonderful. How have your results since we started? So we're, we're just ending month two and going into month three here. How have your results so far impacted you and your life? Um, I've picked up a couple one-on-one clients. Um, and I, I'm still taking some one-on-one clients. I'm trying to strategically place them on the days that I know I'm not going to end up doing my group coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that first and foremost, um, I, I honestly, I think that's probably first and foremost. Um, you know, it has impacted me with my family, having more time with them, being able to not be on social media 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. Um, You know, being able to hone my message to target my audience, um, I think was another key factor. Mm -hmm. Um, I think those are some of the top pieces that I can think of off the top of my head that have changed significantly. Like I said, not being in that vacuum anymore, like executing what I need to execute on and and having that support to be able to do it. Love this. Okay. If you were having a conversation with someone who was considering applying for the mastermind, what would you say to them? Get off your ass. Like legit, if I had that conversation, if I had somebody in front of me right now, I would ask, I first, I would find out what their pain points were and find out what their objections were just so I can understand where they're coming from. But if it really came down to finances, you're going to make that. I don't even consider finances even an objection for me, I guess, because of the lens that I view things through, because I'm going to make it up no matter what, whether it's knowledge-based or client-based, or just overall revenue-based, I'm going to make it up. Um, And if it's really from a mindset standpoint, the foundation that we build helps work through any mindset issues that you have. Um, And I know you focus on that with us as well. And so having the support from a mindset standpoint of like, hey, you know what? I've, I've screwed up some shit. <laughs> like, I've been able to kind of come back. I've been able to kind of pivot. I've been able to kind of create this. Like, it's okay to do, it's okay to make those mistakes and we don't have to be perfect out of the gate. Um, I think, you know, if, it's, if it comes down to a, a spouse not supporting you, do you really have to have the support of your spouse? You really, like, that's just bonus. Like, my spouse doesn't know, he knows kind of what I do, but he doesn't know 100% what I do. And I'm okay with that. I don't need him to know. If I, if I want to celebrate my wins, I will. If, he, if I want to include him, it's just bonus because why? I'm taking care of myself first. Right. So, you know, if I look at some of the most common objections that I'm sure you probably hear, that's how I would work through those. Because at the end of the day, it's not just for your business, it's for you personally. And I think if you can separate those two and kind of take yourself out of, it's not just a business decision, it's a personal decision. And it's my success. It should be a no-brainer at that point. Ooh, so good. I love that. We could have a whole other episode <laughs> on, on spouses. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, like, I, you know, my spouse, he's just like, okay, great. That's wonderful too. I'm yep. like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much. <laughs> awesome. So tell everyone how they can find you and connect with you. Yes. So on Instagram, I am at Tiffany Spencer Official. And Facebook, I do have a Facebook group called Own the Room Coaching. And I am on Clubhouse at Tiffany Spencer. So I will put all of those after this is up, but those are kind of my main social medias. I am on LinkedIn as well under Tiffany Spencer. Um, but I, LinkedIn is kind of just being developed right now. So kind of working through that channel of, of revenue as well. So, but yep, those are the main ones. I'm excited. Thank you so much for spending an hour with me. How I know it's easy to talk about this stuff, man. It really is. I so appreciate you hanging out with me. 
I appreciate everything that you've done. Seriously, I have been excited to do this interview because I think I think it's important. And I'm glad that you're doing this because I think, you know, we can give written testimonials, but when we come on and actually talk and talk about you, allow us to talk about our businesses and, and talk about how we've integrated with you and how you've integrated with us. I think it just, I think it makes a bigger impact, not just for you, but for everybody. So oh, thanks. thank you. Thank you. You're so adorable. I love you. All right, my friends. Well, have an amazing weekend. Tiffany's going to share all of her socials and places you can hang out with her and talk to her and learn more about her. Um, I hope you guys have an awesome weekend and I will see you all next week for more amazing interviews. Bye. Bye. Hey, babe. Making money in your business should be the easiest and most fucking fun thing that you do. If it's not, I can help. Book your free call at brittanybud.com forward slash strategy. Talk soon.